Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I'm your host, K. Sig Sheeler here at pregame.com. Well, it's week 13 of the Sprint Cup Championship Series for NASCAR. And, of course, we're, we're wrapping up the uh, events for Memorial Day weekend and the Charlotte Coca-Cola 600. It was another crazy race with a crazy finish. Uh, a couple guys running out of gas there. And Kevin Harvick, out of nowhere, uh, gets the win, and it was, you know, I'm not going to run from this. It was another disappointing weekend uh, for us, and the proof is uh, the fact that you can have the fastest car, uh, but when it comes down to it at the very end, uh, the last couple races have been all about track position and strategy, and uh, we've been on the wrong end of that. It, you know, <clears throat> I was concerned in the early part of the week or excuse me, early part of the race, because everybody that I had on the card to win was running so well, and at Charlotte, things uh, things transition, the track transitions so much throughout the race, and it's such a long race, that uh, usually if you're the really strong car up front in the beginning of the race, uh, it doesn't fare well for you uh, at the end, and that's exactly what happened to us. Uh, but on the season... Right now, we've got a decision to make. I'm down on the year for the whole season 1.1%. Uh, you know, at the at the end of the first quarter, we were up almost 13%. We decided to take those profits and load the into the bankroll so that we'd have more dollars to bet with. Well, over the last two weeks, we've dropped uh, just about all that profit. So now... We're down. We've got a decision to make. I'm going back to the original bankroll uh, for this case, you know, and and we're going to start wagering uh, with our originating bankroll. So it's going to give us a chance to scale these bets back down. And that's what you have to do sometimes when uh, things don't go your way. So, you know, we've got a little bit of work to do. We haven't won a race uh, since week nine. Uh, Richmond. So that's three consecutive races where we did not get the win. I really felt like we should have had the win in Dover, and uh, you know Charlotte. You know it's kind of a it's kind of a crapshoot, but I felt we had some really strong cars. So you know I'm on track with the way things have been going uh, on the wins, e even though I haven't gotten that win. But where we've been losing some money the last couple races, dropping our top head to head two consecutive weeks in a row. Uh, this past week, we had Martin Truex Jr. over Juan Montoya, and it was more of a bet <clears throat> against Juan Montoya than it was on Martin Truex, and of course, it did not pay off for us, and uh, we couldn't even get to Burton over Logano as Burton ran out of gas. Uh, we couldn't get uh, Kenseth over Hamlin, even though Kenseth had pretty much led him for most of the entire race, so <clears throat> we did manage excuse me, to get... Clint Boyer over Casey Kane, and of course Casey Kane uh, had problems as well at the end of the race. So, you know, we were the benefactor on one, but we we did not make out on the other three, and that has hurt us. Uh, on the season, though, uh, for the year, we're still up overall on our head-to-heads. 
which means we're really down on our win bets. We've only got, uh, I think it's four, excuse me, three out of 12 win uh, bets that have actually cashed in so far this year was Richmond. And then, of course, we had the winner at Texas. And, uh, of course, we had the winner uh, back at Bristol along with Las Vegas. And we did not win on the first two races. So, you know, we've got our work cut out for us. Stick with it because, you know, it's it's a long season. We're just now week 13, about a third of the, just a little bit over a third of the way there. There's a lot of racing left. We're getting ready to go to Kansas. I really think that we're on track with the Roush Fenway team for these mile and a half tracks. And what do we have coming up this week? Another mile and a half track, and it's Kansas, and there's a lot of similarities to what we've been seeing uh, from some of these other intermediate tracks. Uh, Greg Biffle, of course, is getting the early look from a lot of people on the inside of NASCAR as the potential winner. Of course, he won here last year. This is the first time that they're ever going to race a uh, early spring to mid uh, spring, almost really almost summertime race here at Kansas. Usually they're racing here for during the chase. So this is going to be an exciting race this time to see uh, what kind of conditions take place at the track. But we've got a great show coming up for you today. Stick around. It's going to be the same format as always. We'll have the uh, Charlotte Rewind. We'll get into the point standings, of course. And then we're going to talk about Kansas. And it's the STP 400. And we're going to discuss pretty much in depth what the FR9 engines from Roush Fenway, uh, what's so, they're really the dominating car right now on the circuit. Uh, can they get a win though? Finally, that's the big question. Everybody's been looking for them the last few weeks. Stick around. We've got a great show. We're going to cover all that. And uh, again, my name's Kasig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. <music> Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is Kasig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and this is NASCAR Weekly. Well, week 12, uh, Memorial Day weekend of the 2011 Sprint Cup Championship Series, it was the Coca-Cola 600 from Charlotte Motor Speedway, and Kevin Harvick was your winner. I believe he finally went off. Uh, you could have got him as high as a 20-1 to 1 at five dimes last week. He was an exceptional win for anybody that had money on Kevin Harvick. Now, not too many folks were leaning to Harvick to begin this race, uh, you know, and, and there were some concerns about RCR getting into this race. Uh, and, you know, we were betting on RCR with Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton, and they really didn't disappoint. They just they just weren't there at the track position at the end, and we had some trouble. Well, Clint Boyer, we, we did finally cash in on. But uh, Kevin Harvick was your winner. We almost got lucky and cashed in with the 30-1. to 1. David Reagan finished second. He was the Roush Fenway Ford that was up front when the flag went down. So David Reagan was second. Joey Logano, wow, what a, a nice run for him. He, he avoided trouble several times throughout the race. Uh, and, and then, of course, Kurt Busch was there at the end. He was fourth. A.J. Allmendinger was fifth. 
Marcus Ambrose had a really solid run for the entire night. He finished sixth. Congratulations to uh, to that team over there, Richard Petty Motorsports. And then, of course, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who ran out of gas there on the final lap. He was seventh. He managed to coast to seventh. Regan Smith was eighth. Another nice finish for Regan Smith. So he's having a nice, solid season. David Rudiman was ninth, and Denny Hamlin finished in 10th position. So we weren't really expecting that strong of a run out of Denny Hamlin. Uh, he did get a top 10 here. Uh, rookie Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in his first sanctioned NASCAR uh, Sprint Cup race finished 11th. Nice run for him in that 21 Ford from the Wood Brothers. Juan Montoya was 12th. Now we really, this is where we took our hit because we were betting against the Ganassi team and uh, Juan Montoya, of course, now, now here's the thing, his teammate had a blown engine, Jamie McMurray, and then we were expecting that kind of a result from, uh, from uh, Juan Montoya and it didn't happen and he upset us uh, and uh, got the win over Martin Truex Jr., who was five laps down, finished 26th position. So he wasn't even close anywhere all night long. Of course, Truex got into a little bit of a scuffle there uh, and uh, and got rear-ended, and it was just it was a tough race all all in all. But uh, Ricky Stenhouse was 11th, Juan Montoya 12th, Greg Biffle, Matt Kenseth 13th and 14th, Clint Boyer was 15th. Carl Edwards 16th. Now what happened? That was your you know your pack leaders for a lot of the race. Uh, Carl Edwards leading early on, and then giving way to Matt Kenseth midway. Uh, seemed like Kenseth was dominant. Kyle Busch took over for part of the race, but then he got you know he got in. Uh, he had some. Uh, he went across the infield, and then he got into a wreck later on. So uh, not a good run for uh, Kyle Busch, who was 32nd overall. But uh, Clint Boyer, uh, you know, he did run well. Jeff Burton ran well. They just didn't finish well, and uh, that's what happens sometimes. Tony Stewart, we were expecting something out of him. He was 17th. Brian Vickers, 18th. Brad Kozlowski, 19th. Jeff Gordon was 20th. We weren't expecting a lot out of Gordon. We probably should have looked at him uh, for a uh, bet on a head-to-head, -head and uh, you know we overlooked it. We thought we had the the strength of the card selected, and uh, we missed the boat once again this week. So that's two weeks straight. Jeff Burton was 21st. Casey Kane 22nd. Casey Mears was 23rd. So that's pretty much uh, that. Bobby Labonte was 24th. Travis Quapel was 25th. And uh, I won't get into it. Jimmy Johnson uh, had an engine problem there at the end. Martin Truex Jr. was a couple laps down. Ryan Newman also was running but had a couple of accidents. Kyle Busch was in an accident. And uh, Mark Martin, Landon Castle, Jamie McMurray blew an engine. Uh, of course, as you, your usual folks, uh, Robbie Gordon out with brakes. Michael McDowell had an engine problem. Uh, David Strummy had to leave early as well. Uh, Joe Nemechek, J.J. Yaley, Mike Skinner. So the usual culprits at the back of the pack. Well, that that was the the wrap up for what took place out there. You know, again, I mentioned this in the opening portion of the show. The last couple races has not been about who's the fastest. It's been about strategy and track position. And it'll be interesting to see 
what happens moving forward as we get ready to run this week in Kansas. I I think some of that will come into play, but I really believe it's going to be uh, long green runs. Who does you know what cars perform well on long runs? And then at the end of the race, it's going to be all strategy and track position. And what risk are you willing to take if you're in the lead? Uh, you may be in a situation where you're having to make a decision to stay out or stop in. And then you got a decision to go for four or two tires or not go for any tires and just top off on gas, depending on how much time's left in the race uh, and where you're at on gas. But that's kind of what I think leading up to Kansas. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about uh, the Nationwide this week or the uh, Camping World Truck Series. I'll cover those in the point standing sections of this race, but uh, I want to get to the meat of the show at the end, and that's Kansas, and that's the Roush Fenway team. Can they finally get a win when they've been the dominant favorite for the last couple weeks? You're going to find out what my thoughts on that are as we get into the last segment of the show, so stick around. We're going to talk about all that stuff uh, this week. Again, this is K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Okay, this portion of the show, as always, we're going to discuss the point standings. I'll cover the point standings in all three series. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on uh, in the top ten uh, for the Sprint Cup Championship Series. So I'll talk about that first. Then I'll cover the Nationwide and the uh, Sprint or the uh, the uh, Camping World Truck Series real quick. But I, I I do want to take a minute and and just rephrase something that I mentioned earlier in the show. The season is officially one third of the way through after this last race, the twelfth race that we had in Charlotte, and uh, some things are starting to shape up a little bit in the standings. Uh, you see some things taking place. Uh, some folks that are moving up, some folks that are moving down. Uh, there's some trends that are going on, and one of those trends is the uh, 10th place driver, Ryan Newman. He continues to fall. Uh, we were on Ryan Newman very early in the year uh, with a lot of head-to-heads, and we really we, he came out of the gate extremely strong. Uh, I think possibly the track distance that uh, they were running a lot, you know, a little bit longer tracks, he was doing really well on. And uh, we made some money on him. And, you know, he's been falling over the past, I'd say, the last five weeks while guys like Greg Biffle, uh, A.J. Allmendinger, and Denny Hamlin uh, continue to move upward. They they struggled earlier in the season. And you're seeing a little bit of a trend from these drivers that they're moving up in the point standings. And uh, But to run down the standings, I will, but I just wanted to point out a few of those trends that I'm seeing. Uh, Jeff Gordon is another one that continues to fall, uh, having struggles uh, over there at the Hendrick team. And I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Uh, you see a few drivers like Marcus Ambrose and David Reagan that are on the move, and Casey Kane as well moving up. Now, we were really expecting Casey Kane to struggle all season long, but he's proved us wrong over the last few weeks. 
so an exceptional uh, couple of weeks for Casey Kane, even though this last race in Charlotte wasn't so great for him. But uh, the three races prior to that, Casey Kane performed really well. Uh, but right now, your standings for the uh, Nextel Sprint Cup Championship Series 2011. Carl Edwards is still your leader. Kevin Harvick is in second. He was the big mover on the week, moving up three slots. Jimmy Johnson is third. Dale Jr. is fourth. Kyle Busch is fifth. Kurt Busch, sixth. Matt Kenseth is seventh. Clint Boyer was is, is eighth. Excuse me. Uh, Tony Stewart, ninth. And Ryan Newman, as we said, is in the 10th position. Now, in those top 10 drivers, you have Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kurt Busch, Clint Boyer, Tony Stewart, and Ryan Newman. Uh, none of them have a win. Outside your top 10, Jeff Gordon is the only uh, driver with a win, as is Regan Smith. Uh, so uh, that's some information about the wins. Now, basically, Kevin Harvick has most assuredly uh, reserved himself a spot in that top 10 with this, because that's what I'm hearing out there is that, that if you got to get three wins to basically lock yourself up, um, you know, that's possible. Somebody could come on really strong and, and sweep a bunch of races and, and knock somebody out of there. But they're saying three wins is most assuredly going to uh, lock up a spot for the chase. And uh, Kyle Busch, Matt Kenseth are next in line, each with two wins. Carl Edwards has a win. Jimmy Johnson has a win as well. So that's pretty much what's going on as far as the wins. Carl Edwards, though, has got nine top ten finishes. And he is your leader. So uh, you are being rewarded for top 10 finishes. Um, Casey Kane's got five top 10 finishes. He's in 19th position. He just needs a win, and that should catapult him up there over a Ryan Newman or a Tony Stewart. So uh, because uh, Ryan Newman and Tony Stewart each, uh, were, well, Stewart's got four top 10s. Uh, but and uh, Ryan Newman though with four top five finishes, so you're gonna you're gonna get uh, more points for the top five finishes. So the standings, uh, Kurt Busch is kind of a surprise. He's got six top tens, only two top fives, no wins. Um, you know he's one that I'm I'm he's on the teeter of where's he going? What's going on with Kurt Busch? He gained three spots. He had a he had a top five finish this past week. Uh, but he had not been performing very well. Uh, Kansas is not a track that he's done well at, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of odds are for for him for this week. We'll cover all that in the next series. Uh, but to run down the rest of the standings, Greg Biffle 11th, Denny Hamlin 12th, A.J. Allmendinger 13th. Those are the three drivers that I see on the move up, uh, moving towards that top 10, uh, they've been struggling early in the season, and now they're finishing uh, in the midway point. Of, as we get towards the midway point of the season, they're starting to come on. A.J. Elmendinger with a couple of nice runs, as well with uh, Greg Biffle, and Denny Hamlin has been there as well. Mark Martin is 14th. Juan Montoya is 15th. I made a note of this. Juan Montoya, who last year I bet against a lot and made a lot of money, okay? He had a lot of struggles. He got in a lot of wrecks, made a lot of stupid decisions. But this year, and his Jamie McMurray, his teammate, did really well last season. Uh, but this year, it's the complete opposite. Juan Montoya is making the right decisions. So 
And he's he's up there in a lot of races. While Jamie McMurray down in 26th position, continuing to drop, he's the one that's having the struggles of the season. So moving forward, we're going to be taking a look at some of the head-to-head matchups against Jamie McMurray because we need to cattle, uh, capitalize on that right now at this point of the season uh, as we've started to struggle a little bit. So these are the things that I'm making note of as I get ready to go into uh, this week at Kansas and moving forward uh, for Pocono as well. Uh, of course, you know, when you get to Daytona, which will be down the down the run, you've got to consider Jamie McMurray in there. Uh, <clears throat> And you don't want to bet against him uh, at that race. But anyway, Marcus Ambrose is 17th. Jeff Gordon was 16th. David Reagan, 18th. He was a mover along with Marcus Ambrose, both moving up three slots. Casey Kane, 19th. Paul Menard, 20th. Martin Truex Jr. continues to fall. He's 21st. And Jeff Burton continuing to struggle. Uh, Not even a top 10 finish on the season for Jeff Burton. Almost unheard of. Uh, So... As much as we've been wanting Jeff Burton to pull it out and, and move up there, he's continuing to let us down, and uh, we got to keep our eye on that. But they need to do something, and they need to do something quickly. They're not out of it yet, but they got to do something fast. Joey Logano, 23rd, he moved up five spots with a nice top five finish from Charlotte. David Rudiman, uh, he's he's in 24th. He's had a so-so season, only one top 10. Brad Kazlowski, 25th. Jamie McMurray, 26th. Bobby Labonte, 27th. And Brian Vickers, 28th. Reagan Smith down at the bottom there, 29th. And then, of course, the uh, the regulars uh, that, that, that uh, are going to follow up uh, the bottom of the pack. But that is your standings for the Sprint Cup Championship Series. Let's go ahead and move our attention over to the Nationwide Series. I'll run through that really quickly. A couple weeks ago, I talked about Elliot Sadler and uh, how I was keeping an eye on him. And he is now, again, even after last week, uh, the Top Gear 300, uh, Elliot Sadler is still your leader. He is ahead of Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Reed Sorensen third, Justin Algauer fourth, Eric Almarola is 5th, Jason Leffler 6th, Kenny Wallace 7th, Steve Wallace 8th, Brian Scott ninth, and Josh Wise is 10th. So that's your top 10 in the Nationwide. A couple other notes, Trevor Bain continues to fall, he hasn't run. Uh, I forgot the race, they, I think he's going to race next Nationwide race. I believe he's been cleared for that. Morgan Shepard is 17th. Uh, Scott Wimmer is 21st, Derek Cope 22nd, Blake Koch 23rd, uh, Danica Patrick down in 27th, Jennifer Joe Cobb 28th. So that is pretty much it for the Nationwide Series. For the Camping World Truck Series 2011, uh, this is after the Education Lottery 200 run. Uh, Cole Witt is the leader. He moved up two slots, taking over uh, Matt Craft taking over the win from or the lead, excuse me, from Matt Crafton. Uh, Johnny Sauter is second. Matt Crafton is third. Austin Dillon is fourth on the move up two spots. Ron Hornaday is fifth. Timothy Peters is sixth. James Boucher, another nice run for him out there, moving up five slots. He's in seventh. Clay Rogers, no movement, is eighth. Parker Kil- Kligerman, Kligerman, sorry, he's a rookie. Parker Kligerman is ninth. Max Pappas is still in the top ten, but he did drop three spots. Todd Bodine is 11th. Brendan Gaugan, 12th. 
Ricky Carmichael, 13th, David Starr, 14th, and Justin Marks is 15th. So that's what's going on in the uh, truck series. Each and every week, we try to give you the point standings, where they're at, and what is currently coming up with the uh, with the race. They will be racing the trucks this week uh, from Kansas, and of course, they'll also uh, be racing uh, June 4th. Uh, that's going to be in Chicago for the nationwide race. So they won't race nationwide in Kansas, but they've got a truck race and a Sprint Cup Championship Series race, and they'll be racing the nationwide race in Chicago this Saturday night. That'll be on ESPN. We'll talk about that briefly next segment, but our focus is going to be on Kansas and the STP 400. Uh, look forward to it. Stick around. I'm going to talk about that FR9 engine, why it's so dominating, and also what you can expect out of the Roush Fenway Fords. Are they finally going to get the win everybody's been expecting them to? Again, this is K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com. And you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Again, I'm K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and this is NASCAR Weekly. Okay, week 13 of the 2011 Sprint Cup Championship Series, and it's Kansas City for the STP 400. That race will take place Sunday, June 5th, 2011 at 1.15 Eastern Time. Uh, Fox will have your coverage. I believe this is the final race on Fox coverage, and then we head over to TNT, and then we'll wrap up the season with ESPN and ABC Sports. So that's kind of what's going on. It's at the Kansas Speedway in Kansas City, Kansas. Happy hour will be Friday, June 3rd at 4.30, with qualifying taking place Saturday, June 4th at 12 Eastern Time on the Speed Channel. So you can check out the happy hour practices and all your practices on the Speed Channel along with the qualifying. So tune into that. It's going to be a great race. It's the STP 400. It's great to see STP back with some sponsorship into the Sprint Cup Championship Series. And right now, for the for the for the race coming up, sorry about that. For the race coming up, uh, the early odds uh, are showing Carl Edwards and Jimmy Johnson, along with Greg Biffle and Kyle Busch, all the top four drivers uh, as the favorites to win this race. And of course. Greg Biffle uh, won last year at this particular track, so he's the hands-on favorite, and he's got that FR9 engine, and that's what I wanted to talk about. I mentioned it in, a, in the previous segment that I would mention it. Now, what happened was in 09, Ford debuted this uh, engine. This is the engine, and it's not, it's not run at every particular track, but this particular engine is a super high-performance engine, uh, Doug Yates was one of the designers. He, he, he worked with Ford. They worked together. It was a, a conglomerate of, uh, of mines that built this particular engine. And the engine all along was very strong engine, but they had difficulties uh, throughout the 09 season when it debuted. And then in the last year, 
they had some difficulties and what the deal was is that engine required some changes as how it it it, it fixed onto the block or excuse me how it fixed onto the chassis of the of the cars so they had to make these chassis adjustments and so it was very difficult they had to build a history of chassis adjustments and what they needed to do at each different type of track that this engine ran on to make sure that the engine and the chassis would work together in the best you know possible way now obviously when you've had an engine like they had for years at Ford uh, that you know they had notes on all the chassis and, and how everything was supposed to be performed but you know all the adjustments that would need to be made on these engines when they when they put them in the when they put them in the race cars so you know they knew going into Daytona that they needed to have the chassis set up in this particular way uh, for this particular race and, and they just had all this history uh, but then it took a couple of years, a year and a half, and now this particular uh, engine, this FR9 engine uh, that Ford has has put together with Doug Yates, it's really the dominant engine without a without question. For a while, it looked like the Toyota when they came out with the car for tomorrow. It looked like uh, it looked like Toyota was going to have its hands on uh, and be kind of the leader for a while there. And Joe Gibbs Racing was definitely in the mix for that. But this FR9 engine that Ford is, has produced, it is definitely, in my opinion, the strongest engine in the circuit right now. You know, and, and Hendrick for a while there, they had some super strong engine packages that they would run. And, and, and they were really dominant. And then Toyota looked like they were going to take over. But I would have to say that at this point uh, in, this, in the Sprint Cup Championship Series history, that Ford is the dominating engine. And you're seeing that because, you know, guys like Marcus Ambrose and A.J. Allmendinger are running the same, uh, same setup. You know, of course, it's up to the teams and how they make the chassis adjustments and the notes that they have at each one of these tracks that this engine is running at. So that is, you know, I wanted to talk about that right now. That's why Ford, anytime you're going into one of these uh, races, you have to look at Roush Fenway. And then you also, for these long shots, you should be looking at some of these other drivers that are riding with this FR9 package. So that's my thought. Wanted to touch base on that. But to get back to the odds about the Kansas Speedway, and what the what the the favorites for this particular race going into it are Jimmy Johnson is at seven to one. Uh, Carl Edwards has already dropped. He opened up at a uh, looked like he opened up at a four and a half to one. He's currently you can get him at a five to one at most places. Kyle Busch is an eight to one. Denny Hamlin ten to one. Jeff Gordon opened at twelve to one. Currently sitting at fifteen to one. Uh, he's struggling. We talked about that in the last segment with the point standings. He's struggling. He's run well at Kansas City. Can this be a track that he turns things around at? Now, the thing about Kansas City is there's relatively no banking at this particular track, so it is a flat track, and guys like uh, Greg Biffle and Jeff Gordon is one of them, and Jimmy Johnson have all performed well on these particular flat tracks, and it's an intermediate flat track, meaning it runs a one and a half mile, and, you know, it's a, a tri-oval, quad-oval, if, if I'm not mistaken, let me go back, I'll look at the notes on that, but uh, it's it's got a lot of similarities to uh, 
to some of the tracks that we've already seen run this season. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens this week from Kansas City. Uh, Kevin Harvick, last week's race winner, he's 10-1. to 1. Tony Stewart is also uh, opened at 10 to 1. You can get him at 12 or 15 to 1. He's got a win here at Kansas City as well. Matt Kenseth, he opened at 12 to 1, already down to 9 to 1, but there is no reason not to go ahead and take a look, early look at Matt Kenseth, 9 to 1 from Kansas City. I think that, that that team over there is right on the verge of exploding with a couple more wins. Uh, we've been backing them. We've been talking to you each and every week about Kenseth, uh, but there's no reason going into this race you should not at least put Kenseth uh, somewhere in the mix to take away victory. Kurt Busch, he struggled at this track. We talked about that last segment in the point standings. He's 30 to 1. Uh, I don't see any reason to put Kurt Busch on the you know on the card as a winner. If anything, we're taking a look at. Who's going to be matched up against him, and uh, what kind of odds can we get on a head-to-head, possibly to go against Kurt Busch? Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's at twenty to one. Clint Boyer also twenty to one. Mark Martin almost forty to one. Jeff Burton and his struggles continue. He's at thirty to one. Greg Biffle, though, the other Roush Fenway, and he is eight to one. He's already jumped up to nine to one. Uh, so maybe not quite as much confidence as we would hope. It looks like uh, Carl Edwards, uh, but uh, really the early money uh, has gone towards Matt Kenseth, and uh, that's why some of those other odds have moved against some of these other drivers. But that pretty much rounds out the odds for this particular race. Now let's talk about some of the drivers that have performed well here in Kansas City. Of course, Greg Biffle and Tony Stewart uh, have won each of the last two years. Greg Biffle taking away victory last season, but he also has two top five finishes, as does Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon with two top fives over the last couple seasons. Uh, But as a historical thing, uh, since the history of Kansas, Greg Biffle, average finish of eighth, uh, as an eighth position, uh, he's raced nine times here. He's got two wins and six top fives. So that's why everybody's looking at Greg Biffle. Uh, there's a if you go to NASCAR.com. I don't normally plug other websites, but if you go to NASCAR.com, there's a uh, there's a, a a flash video that you can check out. Greg Biffle's talking about why he likes Kansas City so much, and one of those reasons is he likes it. It fits his style of driving. He likes the flat track style here, and the layout of this track is great. One of the things about this track is you can start later in the pack. There will be some passing that takes place on this track. There will be some cautions. Uh, I would expect to see seven or eight cautions in the race. Uh, That'd be a high number of cautions, but I would expect to see seven or eight cautions here. And, uh, you know, we'll see what takes place. But, again, it's going to be track position, but you don't have to have a huge starting position here in Kansas City to walk away with a a win. You could start further back in the pack. And uh, so we'll see what kind of setups they take into qualifying compared to race day setups. Uh, We've talked about that in other shows, uh, how some teams – will make the adjustments they need on the cars for the best qualifying times, whereas many of the other teams 
are taking their practice sessions to determine what they want to take into race day for that setup. So those are some things that you have to take a look at when handicapping these particular races. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger has had three runs here, and he's never finished lower than 17th. So take a look at him. He's on the move, and we're interested in him running that FR9 engine. And I think that A.J. Allmendinger, if you can find him in a matchup, which is rare, but if you can find him in a matchup, maybe he'll be a long shot. He's never had a top five finish, though. So he needs to get that top five finish probably in order for us to, to take him into serious consideration for a long shot bet here. Carl Edwards, seven races here, two top fives. Uh, and he's one of those cars that everybody's going to be looking at throughout the week. I would expect, I'm not sure if he's going to, uh, fly to Chicago and race in the Nationwide Series, but those guys, guys like Kyle Busch and Jimmy Johnson, and or not Jimmy Johnson, but Kyle Busch and and uh, Carl Edwards and Brad Keselowski and those guys, they they're used to that traveling a day and going and running that Nationwide race and then getting back for the Spring Cup. They're professionals. I really don't, you know, I take nothing away from that. I don't think there's any concern about drivers doing that as far as like uh, fatigue or anything like that. These guys, I, they live to race, so I don't see a problem with that. Now, one of the members, uh, Go Blue Wolverine, I'll throw him out my name to Go Blue Wolverine. Uh, he's hit me up. He hits up me up every week in my threads. He wants my opinions on head-to-head -head matchups. I've let him down for a couple of weeks. I need to get him a win this week. But one of the things he asked me to do, uh, and he's, you know, he did this because uh, he and I are on Twitter. Twitter's this new thing. I'm trying to get up to speed on all this technology. But you can hit me at uh, Twitter at Sig Steam Moves. Uh, you can you can check me out there. Uh, Sig underscore Steam Moves. That's my address at Twitter. Hit me up. But he asked me. He's in a competition that starts this week from Kansas. He wanted me to name the winners beginning in Kansas for, I think it was 12 straight races. And I told him for this particular race, one of the drivers that I had really been looking at uh, for a couple of weeks before Charlotte, he was kind of a letdown in Charlotte, although he did manage to get as our only head-to-head -head win, and that was Clint Boyer. I had pegged Boyer as the outside chance of winning here in Kansas. Uh, he's raced five times. He's got one top five and two top tens. His lowest finish is a 21st finish. So Boyer had been running extremely well over, if you recall, uh, for the past couple races leading up to Charlotte. And I think that this track, of course, he's from Emporia, Kansas. Uh, I think that this is one of those tracks that he's going to be really trying to get the win at. I uh, would like to see that happen. I've been backing him all season long. Uh, he's due for a win. When's it going to take place? Can he compete with these other Fords that are out there uh, on the circuit right now? Uh, Tony Stewart, 10 runs here. He's got two wins. He's worth a consideration. Ryan Newman, uh, who we talked about in the last segment with the point standings, he's falling. Uh, let's take a look at where he's at. Historically, he's had 10 races here. He's has one win and three top fives. So not a bad showing for Ryan Newman uh, going into Kansas this week. Denny Hamlin, another intermediate track superstar, 
Uh, he's never won here. Uh, he's got six runs with only one top five, and but uh, he's never had a, a not. He's never not finished a race here at Kansas. He's worth taking a look at as well. One of the guys that I would think about possibly staying away from, uh, and that is Jeff Burton and Kurt Busch. Those are the two drivers uh, right now. Jeff Burton is struggling, having some difficulties. I would not bet on or against Jeff Burton at this point in the season. He needs to do something. They're trying to. They tried at Charlotte. They ran up there for a while. Uh, looked like we were going to get a win with him on our head-to-heads. I pulled the trigger a little too quick on him. We need to see some success before we get him back on the card. Kurt Busch as well. Dale Jr. not faring well here in Kansas. And it has probably a lot to do with the, the, the track and their style of racing and their comfortableness uh, uh, in, in the wheel uh, for these cars. Kurt Busch, Dale Jr., Casey Kane, Jamie McMurray. Those drivers are going to be the drivers we're looking at betting against this week on our head-to-head matchups. That kind of discusses the Sprint Cup Championship Series for this particular week uh, for the race. And again, you know, can the Roush Fenway team live up to all the expectations that's been expected uh, for them uh, going into this weekend? Uh, We'll find out. They're going to be on my card. I just got to find the right matchups. Now, heading over to the nationwide race, again, STP is the feature this weekend. It's the STP 300 from Chicagoland Speedway in Joliet. My hometown, my home family, everybody's going to be at the race. Looking forward to hearing from them their thoughts on who to bet on going into this week. But you can catch that on Saturday night, uh, June 4th, 816 Eastern Time. That'll be on ESPN. You can always check it out at Sirius Channel 90. So check out the Nationwide Race, looking at Elliott Sadler for that one. He's in the lead. We've talked about it before. Let's see if he can pull it out for us uh, from Joliet, Illinois. Now over at the Camping World Truck Series, they'll be racing the O'Reilly Auto Parts 250. That's from Kansas Speedway. Again, as we mentioned, the, the trucks will run Friday night. Or excuse me. The trucks are running on Saturday this week. My mistake. So you'll be able to catch out. My bad. Sorry about that. The trucks will be racing Saturday, June 4th. It's the O'Reilly Auto Parts 250. It goes off at 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Speed Channel. You can check it out at Sirius Channel 128 if you're out on the road and you want to check out the Camping World Truck Series. But that's from Kansas. They'll be racing that. And then, of course, they'll go into the the happy hour practice, and then, of course, the uh, the uh, nationwide race. Excuse me, you had a little brain fog there. So you'll, you'll get all these events taking place on Saturday. So Saturday's full of racing events for all you fans that want to check it out. Uh, really, that is pretty much it for the show. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody that's come into the forums with all the feedback Every Sunday or every race day, I put out my card and I give you a little bit of re, you know, repeat of what's going on in the podcast because I have to assume that there are folks that haven't checked out the podcast yet and I, you know, I usually bring the same type of format to this show. Uh, I try to talk about some technical stuff over the last few shows, 
But really, you know, I, it's clear. I'm back in Rosh Fenway for a while now. Uh, but going into Sundays, getting into the race day, my, my thread that I produce each and every uh, race day at pregame.com, exclusively at pregame.com, you can check that out. It's absolutely free. Uh, and I think a lot of people have gained a lot of knowledge over the season. Uh, I've had a couple of weeks of setbacks. So this week from Kansas, do yourself a favor. Check out the thread on Sunday. I'll have my complete race day card and check it out. Again, as always, absolutely free. Again, thanks for stopping by, everybody. It's been a great show. Hope you got something out of it. Let me know if you did. I'm K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly.